This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. I heard something the other day about someone. I can tell you, but you have to keep it a secret. You can't tell no one. Or, I know something about that person over there. I can keep you in my confidence. I can trust you. I know that it's true. Because I heard it straight from my brother, who heard it from his butcher, who heard it from his nephew's second cousin. So it must be true. (laughs) Or how about, I read it on the internet. It has to be true. Whispered words. Do you want to know a secret? I know something about someone. I know what's the matter with that person over there. I can tell you these things, but we have to, I can't keep it to everybody. We can't spread around to everybody. Whispered words. The Bible warns us <laughs> about the dangers of engaging in such an activity. And there are numerous verses scattered throughout the Bible that um, say we shouldn't do those things. Instead, we should shout the truth of Jesus Christ from the rooftops. There was a lady in town. Her name was Mabel. And she loved to talk about people, spread gossip, Rumors, that was how she got her pleasure. And she was an intimidating lady. So the town people, they knew how she was, but they more or less just let her go on about her way and tell her stories. They didn't like it none, but they didn't want her to spread rumors about them. So it went on, and a newcomer moved to town. His name is uh, Harold, I guess. That's a good name. Anyway, Mabel decided that because she had seen Harold's pickup truck parked in front of an establishment that sold alcohol, Harold was obviously an alcoholic. This rumor spread for a while, and, and Harold, he, uh, he was a man of few words. And whether true or not, he decided to take action. And so he simply parked his pickup in front of Mabel's house and left it there all night. Which brings me to my topic this morning, which is simply gossip and rumors. So uh, how would you define gossip? Well, it's a conversation involving malicious chatter Oh, I'll read it over there because I can find my place faster. Uh, uh, Or rumors about other people. It's rumor or talk of a personal, sensational, or intimate nature, oftentimes spoken in secrecy or supposedly done in confidence. Reports of other people's lives, 
uh, that might be unkind or disapproving or quite possibly even untrue. So today we're going to look at a whole bunch of scriptures and a lot of them are in the book of Proverbs in the 18th chapter and verse 2. We read, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. He doesn't care if it's true or, or false, but he just wants to spread his own opinion about the matter. Verse 13, he that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. Verse 17, He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. Verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, so what makes gossip so appealing? It's juicy. It's, it's intriguing. It's interesting. It's delicious. The, it says that it uh, uh, is delicious. And if it's done right, it makes the gossiper more popular. ask you now, um, how many of you are aware of the great Chicago fire of 1871? I'm sure some of you are, but how many of you were there? The point is, nobody here today is an eyewitness to that event. All that we know about it, we've read or been told throughout the years, and uh, it something that we just accept as common fact. How did that fire start? Has anybody heard of the name of Mrs. O'Leary? Well, uh, it was printed in the Chicago Tribune back in 1871 that Mrs. O'Leary was milking her cow, and the cow kicked the lantern over, and it caught the barn on fire, and it destroyed 3.3 square miles of Chicago. It was basically a wooden structure town at the time. Uh, a lot of lives were lost, and um, the O'Leary family professed innocence. Repeatedly, they said, no, we were asleep. We are not responsible for that fire. And they over and over again said, we are innocent, we didn't do it. But the people accepted what was printed in the Chicago Tribune as truth. And the O'Leary family, Mrs. O'Leary was a poor Irish immigrant, and there was a lot of prejudice against people of that class. And so she became the perfect scapegoat to pin the fire on, even though they denied it over and over again. But then guess what happened? 
1893, 22 years later, the original reporter that wrote that story in the Chicago Tribune, his name was Ma Michael Ahern. And I got my facts off of Google, so uh, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. But in 1893, 22 years later, he retracted the story of the cow and said it was entirely false. He made the story up. And when asked why, he said because it made colorful copy. He told the whole story because it was going to get him a, a better newspaper article. But by this time, it was too late for the O'Leary family. Mrs. O'Leary never recovered from all these accusations that were pointed towards her. She died with a broken heart. It came, and we still today have heard that story. Uh, kids sang a song about the cow kicking the lantern over in the shed, but all because of a silly story, it ruined Mrs. O'Leary's life. When it comes to whispered words, we have all been guilty of being on both sides of that situation. We have been the gossiper, and we have been the eager listener, and we have also probably been the target of gossip on occasion. And we didn't bother to um, check the stories as we were going to pass them along to others. We didn't verify their truth, so that puts us guilty of being the gossiper, but I can tell you there is no benefit to spreading unproven or possibly untrue stories about anybody. Folks don't realize it, but people are fragile. And hurtful words can have a long-lasting effect. So let's look at another scripture in Proverbs. Verse 26 and 20. Where no wood is, the fire goeth out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceaseth. 21, well, 26 and 20, did I tell you the chapter? Anyway, 26 and 21 reads, As coals are to burning coals, and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. And now we're going to go look at several in James. And there's quite a few of them, but we're not going to leave any of them out. We're going to go to James, the third chapter, and start in verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we may turn about their whole body. James 3 and 4. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, Yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. The fifth verse, even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature 
and it is set on fire of hell. In seventh verse, for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeding proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. We all remember a phrase as a kid we used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's not true. Words can ruin lives. Words can destroy marriages. Words can uh, drive people to do horrible things, unspeakable acts. Over and over through the Bible, we are told not to do these things, not to be a talebearer or a rumor spreader. The few verses that I selected to use today are just a small portion, a, a very small portion of the scriptures available that the Bible offers on the subject. In Ephesians 4 and uh, verse 29, we can read, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. You know what that says? If it's bad, don't say it. If it's good, shout it from the mountains. When it comes to gossip, we can kind of use a formula to decide whether it's something that we should keep to ourselves or if it's something that we can spread. <laughs> and that formula is simply the word think. Using the word think and taking each individual letter and giving each letter a definition, we can say, what does the letter T mean? Is it true? Did you personally see it? Do you know the individual involved? Can you prove it to be true? If it's not provable truth, don't spread it. We have H. H, is it helpful? Is it going to benefit anybody if you tell a story that you heard? Is it going to benefit them in any way? Is it going to uplift them, make them happy, or is it going to make them miserable? We get to the letter I, and you might think, oh, interesting or intriguing. No. Letter I, we're going to say, is, is it important? What would be the outcome at the end of the day if you didn't tell what you heard? Or 
Is it um, something that needs to be told so that um, it will lift a person's spirits or brighten their day? Is it important? We don't always have to tell everything we know. We get to in, and I'm going to say, is it necessary? Sometimes it is necessary, and I don't think it would be gossip if what you know or what you heard is something that endangers a person's life, or if you could spare them from continued abuse, if information that you have and know to be true is something that will help a person in those ways, then yes, it's necessary, and it's not going to be considered gossip under those situations, I don't think. We get to, is it kind? Again, I say, will it brighten a person's day? Will it uh, lift their spirits? Uh, is it going to be something that they want repeated about themselves? Or is it going to make a person miserable to know that those stories are out there about them? So, as I mentioned earlier, the number of scriptures that we can use on this are, are very numerous. And as I get ready to wrap it up, I'm going to go to Proverbs, the 20th chapter, and verse 19. And there we read, he that go about, goeth about as a talebearer, revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. That person that comes to you and tells you, I have a story to tell you. If it is not true, or if you can't prove it, don't mess with that person. <laughs> the last scripture I would like to use, uh, there's two of them. The last ones are the words uh, spoken by Jesus, as recorded in the book of Matthew. In Matthew the 12th chapter, verse 36 and 37. Uh, I guess the red shows up good enough, but it, anyway, I'll read it to you. It says, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Words, they can be very powerful tools. They can help us deliver the message of the gospel. They can uh, help people make friendships, and they are important tools. We can use them all the time in our lives, but they can also be very destructive. They can ruin lives. They can uh, ruin marriages and, and family life. They, they can tear people down, and I implore you not to um, engage in that kind of conversation or activity. If it's uh, not true or helpful or important, if it's unnecessary or unkind, don't spread it. Don't, don't pass it along. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard, or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com 
or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.